0: There are relationships that God brings into your camp that are God, and I say God brings, to help assist in areas that you are not as strong at. You know, one of the things that this church has done a really good job at, and that is reaching. We have had tens of thousands of people come through this house, get saved, get baptized. But an area that we have been weak at is keeping. And if you read um, in the book of Genesis, where it says that Adam was to tend and to keep. It wasn't just to tend. We've tended this community very well. Thank you for doing that. But we have not kept this garden. And so God is assisting us with some new directives and some areas of uh, insight and even changing. Pastor Chad and I were even having a, a discussion earlier today even about how small groups and what they're gonna look like even in the future. And next time, he gets two minutes, not three minutes. <laughs> just, but it, anyway, just we, we're really beginning to have fun together and a relationship uh, together. And back to what my wife and I, we spend all of our time with unity. When it came to disciplining our kids, we would talk about it, discuss it, because we realize, and you're gonna get to this in our notes, how Satan works. It's not just how God works. You gotta understand, There's a foe out there too and God works through blessing which means through unity and it's not just because you know some people will say well we're just going to agree and I find some people will find agreement and it's really not agreement it's just enablement. You know I don't want to agree with Brenda to agree I want to agree with the word and so it's very important when we talk about unity and agreement that we search the word out. What does the Bible say? What does the word of God say? What do the promises follow? What is the blessings that follow? In fact, in Psalms 133, we're not going to turn there, but write it down in your notes. um, God says he commands the blessing, which means heaven says, I am going to bless these efforts because there was unity, because there was unity. No wonder God would say, why would anybody who is unequally yoked which means anybody that's courting somebody that doesn't love Jesus or have a real passion to follow Jesus, how in the world, why in the world would you even want to continue that relationships knowing that there's no way that God can bless it because there's no unity. There's no unity. And so we can sit there and we can, we can walk down the aisle, we can join vows, but the vows are to each other, they're not underneath the hand of God. And you know, it's so important for us to grab that space of thought. In fact, this week, um, during my endeavor uh, um, this weekend, I was, had some travel time in my truck and I was a couple hours of driving and the Lord had me turn not to listen to the music but to the Word of God in the book of Numbers. I'm like, Lord, really? Numbers? You know? Um, and he says, yes. And so I turned to the book of Numbers. I didn't really know where we were going to go from there. And all of a sudden we got on the subject of the second Passover and interesting last week we talked about and we had communion here. And one of the discussions was with our staff um, and I love how Pastor Jenna pointed out being the worship leader she, says she didn't. she noticed a lot of people didn't seem like they took or participated with communion last week. And, and so she had asked me and did you cover it well? Did you explain it? And I says and, and Jonathan was in my court he goes you did it better than ever. But yet a lot of people didn't really seem to take the step. And of course I had talked about holy in common and I'm not sure if it was because everybody grabbed onto the idea that this is such a holy sacrament that they felt that they weren't prepared for it. So I wanna get back and and this isn't the message today but it's so important about being unified, first of all, with the word of God and God's truth. Because the world is trying to unify around lies today. I mean, there's unity that goes on everywhere. But God's looking for us to be unified around His ways and His truths. Amen? And that's why we as a church are trying to constantly aim you at the Word of God. And that's why our church is always known as a church that follows and and gets its direction and we preach the Word of God. From this pulpit, we're not going to preach ideas and strategies and, you know, growth programs. We're going to teach the Word of God and we believe that God's word will produce, amen? So anyway, um, in this uh, space of time, th- these, there were Israelites that in the second Passover weren't ceremonially clean. And so they're, they're going, I wanna, I wanna have communion, I wanna have Passover, I wanna participate in God's sacrament. And so they asked, can we do it now? And, and God spoke, And they, said they they asked Moses and Moses went to God? And God says they may not participate it now, but um, one month later, they are to participate and go through all the ceremonially um, aspects that they were supposed to have done the first first time. So what does that say? Well, Pastor, what are you trying to share? Unity, God was wanting his whole family to participate with communion. We want you to have communion if you were here last week and for whatever space of time you didn't really understand or maybe you didn't uh didn't feel that you were ready for communion we as a church family want you to commune with jesus christ we want you to commune with everything that he has paid for and you know the, the word of God's very clear all you got to do if there's sin in your life and there's not one person in here that's not a sinner there's sin in your life didn't ask jesus christ to Forgive you. And you know what? One of the greatest presence of God I've ever felt in my life was when I first came to Jesus. And you know what I did? Came to him and said, God, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. And You know, I still feel that same presence when I ask God to forgive me today. Such a cleansing, such a powerful space of, you know, his presence that comes over my life. It isn't just like him trying to fix my kids. And I, sometimes I wish there was like a button the, a go button and it would be, okay, quote this scripture 50 times, pray it three times, and then touch this button and they get zapped. There's, I've looked for that zap button, I can't find it, all right? You know, and I'm sure they, they've looked for that same one for dad, <laughs> you know? But the point of it is, is literally, it's inviting God in and allowing God to direct your paths, One of the biggest reasons we want you to have small group connections is so that that impression, so that space of truth, so that those, that, that place where God resides is just throughout the week and it's just not one Sunday observance. Amen? I want to talk to you in Philippians chapter four, if you would open your Bibles or your smart device, or look on the screens, Philippians chapter four, there's these uh, two ladies who love God. Maybe you're here today and you're, um, with your, uh, in, in you're married and you love God. And in this space of loving God, they're, um, they don't get along. I don't know why they don't get along. The Bible doesn't even tell us why they don't get along. But it does tell us that they need to get it together. That they need to get along. Why? Because we've talked about this is where God commands the, the blessing. He commands the blessing. God doesn't just let them, you know, just kind of drift apart from each other because of are differences of opinions. Because that's really all this is, is we all have opinions, right? We all have different ways of seeing the same thing at different times, whether it's our different you know, motivations. Like my wife is so motivated toward connecting with people that she would be more apt to change the rules, so let's connect with each other. Me, I'm saying, look, we're gonna follow the rule, otherwise there's nothing to connect to. Isn't it interesting how God brings two opposing people, opposing thoughts, opposing space of directives together and brings us in marriage. Because one of us is not more right than the other, but yet both of us come together and we're better together. Better together. And there's scriptures where my wife says, mercy triumphs over judgment. I said, yes, but heaven's full of judgment too, ain't it, sister. <laughs> so, you know, and we have to just recognize we have just have different spaces and we enjoy that. And, we've, and sometimes it's very intentional because it's a place where it can bring, bring a lot of contention and not unity. And my crazy glasses just decided to do something not to unify in my head. All right, all right. Um, Philippians chapter four, would you please read me? Therefore, my brothers, of whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I plead with you, Judea, and I plead with you, Syntyche, to agree with each other in the Lord. Notice it says in the Lord. It doesn't say agree with each other in opinions. Yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So now God's given us the chemistry of how to agree in the space of difference of opinions. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern with me and for me, indeed you have been concerned but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstance. I know that it, what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Father, help us to see the truths inside of this passage. Two people who love you, having contention. Then in the space of rejoicing, Pretty hard to be contentious when we're praising you, when we're giving thanks, and even looking at the person that maybe we have a difference of opinion with to see how great you are in their life. Pretty hard to be, stay upset in that space. And then, God, then taking the same passage and then be anxious about nothing, which means don't, don't all of a sudden set a course of judgment and saying, I'm done with this person, but through prayer and supplication, God, that we give our request, Lord, we, Lord God, what do you want to change me in? And then saying how to be content in all spaces. God, that passage, Father, is the best scripted directive. Lord God, how to work through our differences. Teach us your way in this so that the blessing of heaven will be commanded in our, in our marriages, well, Lord God and our children, for those that are divorced in this room. God, that you can still bring blessings through our kids and our children to our children. God, that we would understand the importance of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said. So, so far we've talked about relationships and God brings relationships in our path. First of all, with him. First of all, with him. Second of all, he brings us, in relationships so that we can be better, so that we can learn. That we are, none of us here in this room had the Spirit without measure. The only one who has ever walked the face of this earth that had the Spirit of God without, you know, without measure, which means fullness, was Jesus Christ. And so every one of us have the Spirit of God inside of us if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but in measure. Which means you are incomplete in thought, you're incomplete in activity, you're incomplete when understanding and so our brothers and sisters, who have the spirit in a different measure, complete us. So when we have contention, many times that contention is to grow us, to help us see something that we didn't see. And most of the time, when we are, we're gonna find out that pride, that contention only comes by pride, and none of us like to hear that. I mean, I myself included. But really, the only reason we're having any kind of space of contention it's because we're pride, and most of the time, we, you know, I, I find that most Christians, it isn't that they want to go over there and they want to fight for what, what's right. It's most of the time we fear for being wrong. I have watched people that are so traditionally minded that have followed a dictate of, of, of their own religious religiosity and listen and follow that space to the letter, even though the word of God would say something different. And instead of opening up the space of thought, they would follow that tradition because of in fear of being wrong for so many years, they wouldn't make the right decision to follow what was right. Can you imagine that's exactly what the religious people did with Jesus? It was the religious people that put Jesus Christ and ordered him on the cross because they were so fearful of the space of thought going, have I been following all of this just for following sake? Have I truly been unified with the truth or have I just been unified with some tradition or thought? Let me ask you something. We don't ask you to follow what I say. We ask you to follow the word of God. In fact, you should be challenging every thought, everything that you hear preaching, not in, for challenging sake, not for contention's sake, but because the word of God When you get up to heaven, you can't blame me for the space of not being rewarded in heaven. You have to answer for your own walk with God and what we're trying to do here and we're trying to do with all of our heart is to help and assist you in the path of righteousness so that when you get to heaven, it is a rich reward that you are embraced with. Amen? So that you have a fruitful, fruitful life. And again, how do you have a fruitful life without unity? You can't, because that's where God commands the blessing. So, so far in this um, whole, please do not look at my crazy glasses. (laughs) Um, Number one, relationships by God's design should all lead us to a place of unity. We've talked about listening. Why do we wanna listen to one another? Because they bring us to unity. We've talked about celebrating. People love to be around where they're celebrated, not tolerated. I remember my pastor teaching me this. He goes, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Amen? And we've talked about exchange, impartation, that the reason that God wants us to be together and gather together. I can't wait for small groups just to gather together so that there's impartation toward one another. And then we've talked about vision. How can we walk together unless we have the same vision? Well, today we're gonna be talking about unity. And it's a a spiritual law. Many of you, if you would try to, you know what, if you were in a plane and a couple thousand feet or even a thousand feet and you say, you know what, I'm gonna defy gravity today. It's gonna be a rough day, okay? You are gonna come home quickly, all right? You are not gonna defy gravity because the spiritual law God has set up. There are spiritual laws that are set up and one of those spiritual laws is unity. It's a spiritual law. Just like gravity that you can't defy, you cannot cannot deny the power of unity. You cannot deny the power of oneness. Number two, the enemy robs us through disunity. If Satan understands the spiritual law, which he does, then what he's gonna do is everything he can to create discord, to create disagreement, to create frustration of thought. To use your giftings so that they are literally, you know, anti-one another instead of for one another. Amos 3.3 says, how can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? This weekend, my uh, son and, and, um, and daughter-in-law uh, went to Chicago to spend some time with some of my other kids and they left us the dog. And uh, anyway and it's a beautiful dog okay but so we took it to the work site um over on the river and the dog is so ADD so love constantly wants to be loved that no matter what you do you got you got to touch the dog I mean and we I mean we, we can't do that 24-7 it's just not in it's not going to happen this day and I didn't and so my wife she goes over there, and the dog's got to go we and you know and I go well we'll try to make it work and all of a sudden she gives me that look I'm like Okay, unity says, let's get the dog away, all right? So I said, we got, a great, we got a great place we can bring the dog. Again, how important it is, I could have forced my thought because look, I'm gonna please my son. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If there's one thing I'm gonna do is, is says, I'm gonna please my wife over I pleasing my, my son, amen? And so I, there are relationships that I take more seriously. In fact, in your side of your marriage, the greatest thing that you could ever show your kids is unity between you two. It's the greatest thing you can ever show. Discord is the worst thing that you can ever show. What I have found is that discord is, is a space where it just is constantly barraging these thoughts and why did she do this and why did he do this and why, why you know when, when is this ever gonna change? Why doesn't he see, why doesn't he listen? And all of these things, are, if you think you're the only person that has that, that literally ear gate, you're wrong. That is always in the presence of my day. Number three, unity is not when the strongest opinion or person wins and the weakest gives in. That's not unity. All that is manipulation. That's all that is is manipulation. Number four, Satan uses disunity to take God's blessing from relationship God brings together. God wants to bring relationships together. He brings them together. Pastor Chad is a relationship that he has brought. Jamie is a new relationship that God is bringing. He's not just bringing it into our staff. He's bringing it to this house. And as much as you are brought in this house for him too, that's our relationship. God is bringing it together. Conflict or discard is in a human nature. Unity is found in our born again nature. Okay, and what I mean by that is this, is that God wants us to agree on his truths. You know, one of the, I just, the greatest times that my wife and I have in the spirit is prayer and talking about the word of God. We have these often. I pray that, I wish this was happening always in, in every household. we just be talking about the Bible. Now, ladies, do not go home beating that man up and going, Pastor Ron is talking about the Bible. You never talk about You don't even open your Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. Why not honor that man? You want to see your man read the Bible? Honor him in it. Men gravitate toward honor. Women gravitate toward security. Ladies, you, got, you, you, you love security. Men, you want, to make your, you want to help your wife feel secure in your relationship? Get on your knees in front of this pulpit worship your god There will never give a woman more security in that relationship knowing that that man will bow his knees to jesus she already knows you're a nut she already knows you got issues and she's been praying for you and nothing will touch her heart more knowing that you're listening to god and i'll tell you something my wife you know when my wife shares something with me an area that she wants me to change in you know what i tell her i don't go yes dear i go honey i'll take that to prayer I will take that to prayer. I will honor your request and take it to prayer. I remember when she asked me about being a better grandfather. I will take it to prayer. And God changed my heart. She did not beat me up. She did not belittle me. She did not shame me. I know that those were spaces of, of direct aimed space where she wanted to because of the mistakes I was making I've same thing when she does things wrong I sometimes I belittle or shame that's not God's way in fact we'll read that in just a moment conflict comes from earthly or central demonic influence unity comes from heavenly peaceful spiritual influence one of my favorite passages that talks about What voice you're listening to is James chapter 3. So let's turn there together. James chapter 3, verse 13 and 18. I'm going to read from the Amplified Translation. Kind of breaks it up and explodes it. Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Then let him by his noble living show forth his good works with the unobtrusive humility, which is proper attribute of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, envy contention, rivalry, selfish ambition in your heart. Do not pride yourself on it and thus be in defiance of and false to the truth. This superficial wisdom, notice it has an appearance of wisdom. This superficial wisdom is not such as comes down from above, but it's earthly, it's unspiritual, it's animal-like, even devilish. For wherever there is jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, and rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. So now we're seeing that where there's envy and strife and contention, that's from the pit of hell. It is not from above. But what is, what is from above? Well, it, thank God he included it. But the wisdom from above is first of all, pure, it's undefiled, it's peace-loving, it's courteous, it's considerate, it's gentle. It is willing to yield to reason. You don't already have your mind made up. It's full of compassion, it's good fruits, it's wholehearted, it's straightforward, it's impartial, it's unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering and in insincerity. And the harvest of righteousness, of conformity to God's will in thought and deed is fruit of the seed sown in peace by those who work for it and make peace in themselves and in others. That peace, which means concord, agreement, harmony between individuals and undisturbedness in peaceful mind, free from fears and agitation, passions and moral conflicts. By your human nature, you will have conflict with your kids your spouse, your coworkers, your pastor, your neighbors, your employer. By your born again spirit, you can see supernatural results with these same people. Number five, differences of opinion or disagreements do not mean that we are evil. Again, there's a human side and there's a born again side. And we can break these things down. God would have a father lead with his gentle hand. A human nature, it could be used for brutality to lead. God would have a human, is born-again nature, God would have a counsel to a marriage, each other. I, there's nothing wrong. My wife and I have received counsel. Not listening to one another human nature or ignoring one another, leading outside for counsel. God would have you in your born-again nature, your devotions, and you would see where you need to change. Your human side, you will find a s- sect of teaching that is the only thing you'll listen to, and it causes you to critique others born-again nature, God would have you loving and affectionate relationship and marriage. And your human nature, instead of affection, is used to get your own way, meet your own need. Number six, the Bible tells us that contention only comes from pride. I've already mentioned this earlier. Proverbs 13.10, it's a really heartfelt thought, isn't it? The only reason you're contentious is because of your... Well, we've got three people that want to read it. (laughs) The only reason you're contentious is because of pride by pride comes nothing but strife but with the well-advised is wisdom number seven how did they stay one in the bible or be unified in acts two forty-six and 47 we've already talked about the power of small groups and they continually daily with one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church such as should be saved i believe small groups will have people get saved and in john chapter 17 i pray that they will be one just as you and i are one as you are in me father and i am in you and they and may they be one in us so that the world will believe you sent me here's jesus prayer found in john chapter 17. now when you realize that if, if jesus is praying it is probably pretty important he says, "May they be one." See, some of us just think that, well, you know what, it's just going to automatically happen. Oneness is going to if Jesus is literally leading perfectly his disciples, and he doesn't assume that it's just going to work out. He recognizes the importance of prayer. He recognizes that there's an enemy that's trying to bring discord. how much are you praying for your spouse? To be one with you, for you to be one with them. How much are you praying to be one with your church? How much are you praying to be one in your discipleship or your discipline of your children? How much are you praying to be one with the, with the vision that God has? How much are you literally even aware of the importance of oneness? We're going to show a, a video in a moment. It's just a, um, it's it's some music behind, but the words are so powerful. I found it on the net um, this week and I thought it's it's just the right way to end. And then after that, our worship team's gonna come up here. But I pray that, you know, this message, we left this one for last on purpose. Because I believe of all the relationship messages we've had, this summarizes it. How to be one with God, one with the other. And that contention only comes through pride and that god doesn't want any of us to be contentious in fact it's the wrong spirit doesn't mean that we want if there's someone out there that's agreeing with with lies that means i'm not contentious with them i pray for them i love them but i don't walk with it i walk with god first i walk with truth first how do we walk together because we're walking in the truth amen that's why It's God first, God first always, and then we come in place second. Father, I thank you for your truths today. I thank you that you, that heaven literally opens up the windows and Lord presses down blessings where there's unity toward your truths, where there's agreement in word in agreement with your promises. God, it all starts with surrender. If you're here this morning, and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. or Maybe you've done that in times past and something in your pathway, maybe even a relationship, God in your path, that became a, a space where you deviated. You got off the track, you got off the path. And today the Holy Spirit that presence inside your heart, the beginning to race, you know that you need to surrender again to come back. Jesus is open arm, ready to receive you. All you need to do is accept him again as your Lord and savior. I do it every single day. I accept him as Lord and savior of my life. I don't get saved every day. I just get sanctified, which means set apart in the space of that surrender. I'm, I'm literally in that place of obeying him in this surrender. If you want to make that surrender yours today, you're saying, God is touching my heart. I want to surrender to him. Then pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I surrender my life. I give it over to you. I accept your forgiveness. I am all yours in Jesus' name, amen. If you liked this message, we want you to share it. Subscribe to more podcasts through mylifechangechurch.tv. Get involved. Ask for prayer. Share your story. Go to mylifechangechurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer. We'll see you next week.